Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Jen Duplessis. Hey, listen, I wanted to let you know that I currently have four openings for coaching clients. Now, I know that you know that I do a lot of coaching and I don't have openings very often, but as it turns out, I have four. So if you have interest in coaching and in moving your business forward and you like what you hear from me and think that I can be helpful to you in your practice, I would love the opportunity to talk to you. Hey, if you are not interested or already have a coach, what about a colleague or a friend of yours? Would they be interested in coaching as well? So get in touch with me, Jen at KineticSparkConsulting.com, or you can reach me at KineticSparkConsulting.com on the web, and that has my information there as well. So let's move on to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I hope you're having a great day and hope you're listening in while you're having some fun at the same time. Today, I wanted to talk about the difference between being interested, interested, right, and interesting. I'm really finding in my travels and my conversations with people that I guess maybe because the market's changed and people have emerged from the refinances of last year, perhaps, uh, maybe because inventory is so low and we're really concerned about how we're going to get business. Um, there was a statistic that was put out recently on a conference call I was on for Mortgage Coach Productivity, which is every Friday from 12 to 1. And the statistic was actually just a poll that we had taken. And less than 3% three of the people on the call said they were killing it. Uh, 38% said they were at or a little bit above last year's numbers. And the balance said they were below last year's numbers at this time. So it's really concerning for me um, because you know, while there is a saturation that happens in our industry every several, you know, several years or cycles um, where loan officers leave the business because um, they're not able to gain the income that they uh, previously had through refinances or for whatever other reason. And um, while I know that that happens, it's not my goal on this podcast. As you know, I have no advertisers. It's free to you. It costs me money to put this out. So the only thing I ever ask from you is that you pay it forward and share it with as many people as possible to get as much exposure as possible. Um, so I digress there for a second. Um, but I'm really, really concerned about this because a lot of people don't know how to have a proper conversation with a partner. And I really started thinking, gosh, you know, these comparisons that I do every once in a while, you know, the differences between being interested in the person that you're meeting with or that curiosity that we've spoken about in the past versus being interesting by being the one who's speaking through the whole meeting. 
you know, and info dumping on the realtor and all the wonderful things that you can do. Now, I have to share with you, you know, you're expected to have good rates, you're expected to have great service, and you're expected to close on time. So those are no longer sales features that benefit you or demonstrate your value to a real estate agent um, or any other person, even a client. Those things are expected. So what is it that you're going to do or show or demonstrate that's going to provide a high level level of value? And that value comes from really, in my opinion, three things in 2018 that I think are going to make you successful. So the first thing is, you know, investing in relationships. Um, the second is really standing out with your uh, client experience. And I'll explain the difference about that in just a few minutes. And then really honing in and developing your skills. You're not going to have as many opportunities to win loans. So you've got to be on your game. You've got to really know your guidelines, know PMI. Gosh, we just went through that in our office. Uh, you know, I've been the kind of person it's always been monthly PMI or lender paid PMI. I really never focused on split premiums. Of course, they weren't even allowed by our company a few years ago. Um, nor financed. And you know what? I had to have our MI rep come in and explain to me, not to me, but to our whole team, um, you know, what's popular, how to work it again, how to do, how to work on, um, you know, these splits and, and in what situations will they be helpful and beneficial for DTI. And of course, I've been doing this forever and I should know this, right? Um, but I had to be reintroduced to it. I had to hone in on my skills. And the other thing we've been sharing in our staff meetings is in our sales meetings is that um, everyone's bringing a deal that they were able to do something special with. You know, it's still a 30 year fixed rate loan. But how did we structure it? Uh, maybe we did actually a 25 year loan. I have something called the Super Saver 25, which is clients think it's great. All it is, is a 25 year term. But how do we structure that loan? What debt did we pay off? How did we, we maybe did um, borrower paid single premium up front instead of putting more money down? There were all kinds of different options and opinions from everyone. And I, I believe we can grow from that. Um, you know, gosh, I had another situation the other day, a client that was buying a $1.8 million home and she wanted to put 870000 down and we were going to do a million dollar loan. She only makes $30,000 a year, but she's divorced and she's receiving $180,000 from her ex-husband. Well, he decided once he found out that she was buying a big home that he was going to quit his job. Um, and so that income was no longer there. Now, she didn't really have to tell me, but, you know, my, uh, my uh, certification in mortgage ethics told me that doesn't work. Now that I know that there's a possibility that could be jeopardized, um, you know, we couldn't move forward with $180,000 in income. But guess what? She had four point five million dollars in the bank so I could do asset depletion. Well, heck, you know, we have asset depletion all over the place, but I had to have a very specific one because she was less than 62 years old. And if I'm talking to you and you're going, what, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. That's my point. Exactly. We have to hone in on our skills. So even though I told you we were going to talk about um, investing in relationships, standing out with service and developing your skills, we started talking about developing your skills. You've got to develop your skills. Um, you know, standing out with client experience is huge. It's not really the service. It's the experience that the client gets. Um, I'm going to be having a webinar uh, later on this year that uh, you should be listening for um, because I'm going to be uh, doing it in my office. And so it won't be a podcast, but you'll I'll be telling you about it a little bit later on. We'll have our 
chief executive, I'm sorry, our chief experience officer, our CXO on the call with us talking about the customer experience. Um, but to invest in relationships and really developing your skills, not only on the tactical side with loans, but also on the relationship side, you have to be more interested in the person that you're meeting with than, than you are about talking about yourself. In fact, I've had many, many, many meetings where we've met for an hour, an hour and a half the first time I'm meeting someone, and I never said anything about myself. And I know as a salesperson, our, our tendency is to find commonality and then jump on it and say, oh, I went to that school, and oh, I have a puppy, and oh, I have this. But we have to really hold back quite a bit and learn more about them. In order to have these deeper relationships that I've been talking about for months and months, these deeper and wider, richer relationships, it is imperative that we become curious about everybody we're meeting. So I always like to say that the best question is the question after the question, you know, is tell me about yourself and how do you feel about that? And, and what, what did that mean to you? You know, keep asking the questions to be curious about them, be interested in them from all aspects. Um, you know, what is your goal? What are your struggles? Who can I connect you with? What can I specifically help you with? And then ending with, really key point here, ending with what are your thoughts? Don't assume that because you think the meeting went really well that they're going to work with you. Maybe their thoughts are, you know, it's been great meeting you, Jen. I think you're a really nice person, but my sister is a loan officer. If you're not asking that question, then you're just waiting and hoping that they're going to start working with you. and. The fact of the matter is they're never going to work with you because their sister's a loan officer. Um, maybe they say, you know, what are your thoughts? You know, Jen, this has been fantastic. I can't wait to work with you. What could we perhaps do together, you know, to move our relationship forward? This is where the rubber hits the road. And you've got to have your skills there to not say, well, I've got these products, but instead say, well, what if I um, did open houses with you? And I know some of this is old school, but what if I did open houses with you? What if I did broker opens? Um, what if we canvassed a neighborhood together on a listing that you have or a neighborhood together on a farm, you know, something farming? What if we do a housewarming party for your next client? Um, you know, uh, gosh, I mean, I could think of a thousand different things. What if we did a home buyer seminar? What if you came to one of my classes? What if we had, um, what if I put together a quarterly uh, genius work or a quarterly uh, roundtable, and I brought you and some other realtors in, and we all talked about you know what your challenges were, so we can help you overcome them. What if I'm your networking partner? There are plethora of things that you can be doing with your partners to help their businesses, rather than waiting and hoping and wishing and begging for referrals. And it's not going to happen when you give them everything the first meeting that you that you have with them there's no reason to meet with you ever again so i just really feel like i need to share that and i think i'm probably going to be bringing this up more and more and more because it's just a big issue and maybe i'll have more thoughts around it um, because i talk about it pretty incestuously i mean i'm i'm talking about this with everybody i'm coaching with almost every speaking engagement i'm doing i'm talking about developing these relationships and honing in on your skills to interview people. You know, and I'm going to leave it with one one other thought, too. I was telling someone about this not too long ago. Is, you know, we go into these meetings with the hope that, um, gosh, I hope they like me. I hope they like me. I'm going to do everything to have them like me. Re and remember, you had most of the time 
your conversation or your, your pitch on the phone when you met them, if you did a cold call, or maybe even if you were in a, um, introduced to somebody, is your pitch is, you know, I'd like to meet with you for coffee to see if we have some common interests or see if we're a good fit. Well, you can't develop that if you're just trying to uh, pitch to them the entire time. I mean, if you go into this meeting saying, I really hope they like me, you're not going in with the, in, with the intent of, let's see if we have a common fit. You're going in saying, I don't really care if we have a common fit. I just want the business. So you get that? So you go in saying, I hope they really, really like me. And if they don't like me, then that will be the outcome, right? One of those two. You go in with the intent of saying two outcomes. They're either going to like me and I'm going to hope that they work with me or they're not going to like me. The third option that we never think about is, will I like them? And so you have to slow down to speed up. You have to remember that when you're in the meeting is, do I like them too? This isn't all about me pitching to them and hoping that they like me and being interesting to them. It's whether I'm interested in them. And so am I asking enough questions to determine whether I'm interested in them and that they complicate? complement rather than complicate my business, which I've talked about in another podcast. So even when I'm meeting with someone for the first time, I say that. I say, you know, thanks for sitting down with me and agreeing to meet with me. I want to see if we have some common interests. And in doing so, you know, I really would like to get to know you a lot better. But one of the things I realize about this meeting is that there will be one of three outcomes. You'll either decide that you like me and, and want to work with me, decide that I'm not a good fit for you. And I may also decide that you may not be a good fit for my practice as well. Is that fair enough? Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. So visually, I'm seeing a difference where instead of sitting on the table and leaning over to them and saying, give me, give me, give me, give me a deal. They now, it's now equal, right? I've, I've come back in my seat. Now they're leaning forward and having to sell me on whether or not I want to work with them. So you have to make sure you're positioning yourself and really have the mindset that not everybody gets to work with you, right? It's not that you hopefully can work with everybody, but not everybody gets to work with you. And I'll tell you, I've had numerous classes where I've talked about this and said, you know, people in the class have said, well, how do I get that? And I said, well, you, you have to work with me. So we have to meet. We have to see if it's a good fit or if we have some common interest to work together. And that's a table turner. You know, people want to work with me and, and I'm not asking for them to work with me. They're asking to work with me. And then I'm making the decision whether or not they're a good fit for me and my team. Right. My team, too. You have to be always aware of that. So be curious. Be interested in them versus worrying about being interesting. Later, you can be interesting when they uh, figure out that they need to be asking you the questions and you continue to have meetings with them on a regular basis. Before now, go into these mini meetings with open-ended questions, referring to the questions I just said, um, and asking about their thoughts. And setting up the meeting in a different facet so that the tables are turned and you can be interested in them instead of just being interesting and talking too much. Right. Does it make sense? So, again, I want to thank you for listening in. Please share this podcast with as many people as you possibly can. The more that listen to this, the more our industry gets much, much better at what we're doing and the more people I can help. So I hope this has been helpful for you and I look forward to catching you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. 
thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.